0: Back to work. But Republicans and a coalition of business and religious groups say it's a government overreach and unlawful. Steve Dorsey, CBS News, Washington.
1: Wanda Cooper-Jones will be in a Georgia courtroom today hoping the three white men who killed her son, Ahmaud Arbery, will be sentenced to life without the possibility of parole. She tells CBS Mornings she wants justice to continue. I think that the federal charges are just as important as the state charges, and I think that they need to stand trial for those charges as well. The men claim they thought Arbery was a burglar when he was jogging through their neighborhood. The world's top male tennis player is thanking fans around the world for their support. Novak Djokovic has just posted a message to Instagram from a hotel room in Australia where he's holed up awaiting a court decision Monday on whether he can go for a 21st Grand Slam at the Australian Open despite the fact that he's not vaccinated. Dow futures are down 51. This is CBS News.
2: There's always something new under the
1: sun. CBS Mornings, weekdays on CBS. Peloton is ringing in the new year with so much new. With the peloton bike you get access to new classes new music and artist series get ready for fast fun workouts with peloton boxing they've also got new artist series there are more than a hundred artist series classes to pick from for a limited time experience it all with a $550 value offer on the peloton bike plus including $300 off the bike plus and free setup and delivery a $250 value terms apply
2: you know your closet well, but what does it sound like? Yes, your closet. Does it whisper your taste? Does it scream your taste? The new Stitch Fix Freestyle, your personalized store, gets to know your unique style and fit. Its selection transforms to show you only the looks and trends you will love. With a store that evolves alongside your taste, your closet will scream, so you, without actually screaming. Introducing Stitch Fix Freestyle for women and men, your personalized store. We're so you. Look who's
1: cashing in now.
2: John Legend just sold all of the music rights to his entire collection to DL Music and BMG. The deal dates back to Legend's first album in 2004, and though financial terms weren't disclosed, Legend likely banked millions selling his music much like Aerosmith, Tina Turner, Motley Crue, and the Red Hot Chili Peppers, who all sold their catalogs for big bucks last year. Just last month, Bruce Springsteen made history with his $500 million deal. Legend's not retiring either, which means he'll make even more money on any future projects. Monica Ricks, CBS News.
1: The Golden Globes will be handed out Sunday, but no one will be watching. The Hollywood Foreign Press Association says the movie awards will be a private event with no live stream. Winners will be announced online following a storm of criticism over the group's lack of diversity and cozy relationship with movie studios. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News.
3: Guys, stop putting your love life on hold. U.S. Pharmacy has some exciting news. If you've been wanting to try Viagra or Cialis, now's the perfect time. Call today and receive 90 little blue or little yellow pills for only 119 with free shipping. Why order some low-dose sildenafil from one of those subscription services when we can give you what you want now? Call 800-711-6818 and we'll rush your order discreetly packaged to your door. Been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? Call U.S. Pharmacy at 800-711-6818 for as little as only 119 for 90 pills. Need your package in a hurry? Call 800-711-6818 and ask about our express shipping option, and we'll rush your order to you as soon as possible. Save money on this little blue or yellow pill you've been wanting to try. Again, 800-711-6818 now. That's 800-711-6818.
2: When there's something strange they're looking under your bed. Who are you going to call?
4: Dustbusters!
2: Athens Dustbusters are a licensed, bonded, husband and wife team that offer up top-of-the-line janitorial services at great prices, and they serve commercial and residences across southeast Ohio. As the seasons change, don't worry about the cleanup. Call Athens Dustbusters at 740-541-7113 for a free quote. But don't just take our word about the Athens Dustbusters. Hi, I'm Sam.
4: And I'm John.
5: And we're Athens Dustbusters, and we will bust your dust.
0: At Pizza Cottage, they always use the finest ingredients, treat their customers and employees like family, and always give back to the community. From pizzas to subs, wings to pasta, they have everything for your family to enjoy. You can also book their party rooms and their food. Trip. Pizza Cottage has a new location at 951 East State Street for dine-in, carry-out, and delivery through DoorDash. So visit them today, or visit their website, www.pizza-cottage.com.
6: I don't know if you've heard, but the c and in the Plains has been sold. Hello, this is Tyler. My wife, Misty, and I are the proud owners of the newly remodeled, fully stocked, and completely updated True Value Hardware and Farm in the Plains. So we invite you to stop on by. Take a look around for your home, hardware, outdoor power equipment, ranching, and farm hobby needs. And as always, thank you for shopping local.
1: Hi, I'm Kim. And this is Ruth. Please join us every Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. It's the Kim and Ruth Show.
4: It's not the Kim and and Ruth Show. show. It's
1: really... (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Tune in to Make It Happen with Kim and Ruth
4: every Wednesday
1: morning at 10.06. And we'll spend time talking about health and wellness topics. And all
2: aspects of healthy living.
1: But we know that you're the real expert in your health, so let us help you make it happen. Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen.
0: Daily reports at the stock market's close. Tune in at 5.30 tonight on WATH to stay informed about your money. The Stock Market Report is brought to you by Goldsberry Wealth Strategies, serving Athens County since 2005. The Goldsberry Wealth Strategies Stock Market Port airs exclusively in Athens County on 970 WATH weekdays at 530 immediately after our local newscast. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services are offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Advisors, Inc. Gold Bear Wealth Strategies is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. Have you heard of
2: Project Rise? Are you a parent in Athens, Megs, Perry, or Vinton counties? We provide internships, job shadowing, work-study, transition planning, and graduation coaching. All students and parents have free access to these resources. For more information, please find us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. There are numerous free events and resources that you need to know about. Act now. Project Rise will help you with your future after high school. Follow us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise.
4: You
0: know it. It's right. Good times for you and me. It's snow. You're
3: keeping good company with
4: W-A-T-H Ah yes, the party line. Beautiful sunshine booming through our windows. A very balmy 15 degrees. <laughs> Add the wind chill to it and it's even uh, more significant. We have an unexpected guest today. I was in a meeting last night. It finished around 9 o'clock out at the country club. It took me 25 minutes to drive home. What normally is 10. Well, it is wintertime. And, you know, if we went the whole winter without a a snowstorm, we'd be disappointed, I think. Anyway, good morning, folks. Welcome. It's the party line on 970 Uh, WATH. Scott? Scott? Are we doing mic two? Yes. Okay, there we go. Um, But at the meeting last night, I came across my good friend, Dr. Dick Gaskell. And, of course, uh, as you all know, he he's kind of the top dude there at the uh, uh, county health department. And, um, you know, Dick, for years I wanted to ask, your full name is Dr. James Gaskell, M.D., right?
5: <laughs> That's correct, Dave. So where did Dick come from? Well, I'm a James Richard, actually. I see. And my dad was a James. Oh, so, so to <laughs> prevent the confusion. Yeah, my mom assigned me Richard. And then I got Dick as the nickname. Well, (laughs) anyway, welcome,
4: welcome. Thank you. Um, Listen, this has been an interesting couple years for you. Um, They all are, but this has been particularly so. I keep this statistical report. I'm up to something like uh, 57,000 entries every day I do it. And each column here represents a day. Um, and then I found a low uh, site just yesterday that has the Athens figures. But I've been, I've been getting them from a different place. But it's one on your own um, um, um,
5: site, isn't it? Yeah we, uh, yeah, we have our own site. And uh, statistics are interesting. Uh, they differ a little bit depending upon the site that you go to. In the time of day. Indeed. But really, uh, it boils down to whatever site you go to, we are having an explosion of disease in the nation uh, and in the county. Uh, lots of cases. The Omicron variant is highly contagious, probably two to three times as contagious as the previous Delta, Delta, Delta variant, Delta, yeah. which was also very contagious, but this one is more contagious in the... Disease incidence is just absolutely exploding.
4: Now, look look up through the window. See um, you see that young gal over there? She's not over there right now. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I thought she was. Anyway, she has just recovered from COVID and the Omicron version. Um, now, um, and, and did all the proper whatever you call it, waiting so many days and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's been back to work just this week. And, um, now in her case, she said it was just like having a terrible cold. And, and, um, I didn't ask her about loss of taste or smell or anything, but, um, would you say the average case of Omicron is milder than that of
5: Delta? It certainly looks that way of the hospital admissions with Omicron. Fewer are entering the ICU Mm -hmm. and fewer are having to require ventilators Mm -hmm. therapy. Interestingly, about the Omicron variant, uh, you apparently don't have loss of taste and smell like you did with the previous variants. uh, The Alpha and the Delta had loss of taste and smell as a signature and very unusual symptom. That seems to not be true with the Omicron variant. The Omicron variant causes a lot of upper respiratory problems and not as much lower respiratory. In other words, not as much pneumonia, maybe not as much shortness of breath. The kids are getting runny noses and coughs. And indeed, uh, uh, quite a number of them are entering the hospital because because there's such a high incidence of disease. Mm -hmm. So you're going to get the tip of the iceberg. Some of them are going to require hospitalization, but it, it seems that there is less lower respiratory uh, inflammation with this variant, although this is certainly a serious variant, uh, less lower respiratory problems, less, fewer hospitalizations, fewer people on ventilators, et cetera. Now,
4: I do my report each day at 2, uh, it is at 2 o'clock that the state updates their information. And the, um, the international charts that I use, they're, they're being updated like six times throughout every 24 hours. So um, just to pick, just so I had uh, some standard to work with, I decided, okay, 2 o'clock, that's when I'm going to do my reports. World population, let's just go through this for a minute. World population, we got 7 uh, billion, almost 8 billion people living here. Um, November 19th was the start, and that was in the year 2019. Yesterday, worldwide, we had 2,054,046 new cases. Two days ago, we had uh, 33, I'll just round these off, 3.7 million cases. Yesterday, 1.5 million cases. Um, I'm off by a day. I said yesterday, I meant Wednesday. Yesterday, we gave first, which was 2 million cases, new cases. Now, how about how many people have had it whether it's active or not? 300 million people worldwide. Now, the vaccination rate. 4.6 billion people have now been vaccinated. That's 58.8% of the the people living on this planet have received a vaccination. Yesterday, worldwide, there were 7,202 new deaths, bringing the total now to 5.5 million deaths. So that's 1.83% of the population has died. Active cases, as of yesterday... 36.4 million. Recovery rate, right? Now, we've we've said that um, 36 million are active. So far, there have been 300 million cases. Um, Presently, 257 million have recovered. They've been through it. Um it's serious stuff. Now the US, okay, our our figures different a little bit. Certainly on the vaccination basis, where the world's been 58% vaccinated, our nation as of yesterday 70 almost 74% vaccinated. Our county 52%.
5: I have that too, David.
4: to be exact. Yep. Um, The state of Ohio vaccination rate, 59.8. So let's call it 60%. Um, Now, I've done some other stuff. I compared Athens to the state. And in spite of our lower vaccination rate, if we were like the state of Ohio in terms of percentages, instead of having um, 9,476 cases, which is what we've had, we should have had 11,918. That's 2,442 more cases if we had been... The same stats have been applied from the state to Athens. So, in spite of our some people being rebellious about the uh, vaccine and all, uh, we're faring pretty well. Um, we still have had uh, oh mercy, what was I going to say? We oh we still have had 104 deaths as uh, since this all began which is 1.1%. So I've thrown out a lot of jambalaya there.
5: React to it. Yeah, well, you know, I'll create further confusion and okay. throw some numbers out there too. Good. I I keep track of uh cases in Athens County uh actually weekly. And uh I go way back to September and actually September uh, for the month of September we had more cases in Athens County than at any other time and that was all Delta. We had 1,400 plus cases. The previous high watermark was in January when we had 900 cases. Mm. Things went down from January then the summer was fairly quiet maybe Oh, we would have maybe 10 cases a week or less than that. So January 20, 21, 21 not about 900. And then in December,
4: just a month ago, was our high point.
5: Yes, we had a lot. Now, I have to tell you, if you look at our cases uh, weekly, uh, say December 5th, we had 151, not so bad for the week. December 19th, 158, the 27th, 173. Now, here in January, January 2nd, 197, uh, January 4th, 279, January 7th, 391. It's just exploding. And the governor the other day said that the cases in Ohio had doubled over a two week period, which is a rapid increase. This, the uh, disease incidence is on a very steep upward curve right now. It's just absolutely remarkable. Now, if you look at the number of cases that we have per 100,000 in Athens County, uh, we look pretty good compared to uh, counties that surround us. Mm-hmm. Uh, a- and this, this is actually data from uh, uh, about a week ago. Athens had 468, 468 cases per 100,000 compared to Megs at 510, Galley at 555, Vinton at 602, Morgan 676, Cuyahoga 3,023 per 100,000, and Franklin County 1,388. So compared to uh, the counties that surround us and some of the more populous counties to the north of us, we're doing pretty well. As a matter of fact, we were uh, fourth from the bottom in total cases per 100,000. And um, that, that's interesting. And, and it doesn't have to do with our, a higher rate of vaccination because our vac- ra- vaccination rate in Athens County is only about 51% of us are fully vaccinated. Uh, we're similar to the rest of the state and the, the other counties. Uh, and so the question is, why are we doing well? Or, well, <laughs> relatively well. Nobody's doing really well. Why are we doing better than the counties that surround us? Well, some of them are rural and we're very rural. Uh, you know, Ohio University has a mask mandate and a vaccination mandate. And that may influence uh, our disease incidence. So um,
4: um, it's amazing to me how many places are not really imposing the mask thing. Now, I don't mean this. I'm not trying to get anybody in trouble. But if you go into uh, a hardware store, it's very rare you see a mask except for the the personnel that are employed there. Uh, If you go into uh, a restaurant, Um, It's understood you have to take your mask off to eat and drink. Um, But it's still amazing to me how many walk in without anything. Um, And if the restaurant operators approach someone and say, would you please put on your mask? There is a high incidence of objection.
5: You know what I mean? Yeah. They're tired of it, Dave, I think. Mm -hmm. This has gone on now for two years. And they're tired of the strategies required to mitigate the disease. And the best strategies, the very best strategy is vaccination. Well... Uh, and masking is really important, and distancing in certain circumstances are really particularly indoors. I think masking indoors is really important. Outdoors, maybe. I mean, not so here much.
4: we are in a studio, okay? Uh, you don't have your mask on. I don't have my mask on. Scott, I'm not telling stories, but I mean, nobody in the ba- in the stu- in the station has their mask on. Now, uh, I just reached for my wallet. Right? You see what I'm holding. My vaccination record card. So, I got my uh, Pfizer number one, February 18th of 21. I got my second shot of Pfizer. Um, this is a little worn, but I think it says three eleven of 21. And then I got my booster, September 26th. Now, um, we're hoping that if someone did go through the process of getting
5: those, that they've gotten all three, right? Yes, and they're, that's they're, that's hugely important, uh, particularly the booster. And we're all sitting here unmasked because we've been vaccinated and boosted. Now, for the Omicron variant, the... Additional primary vaccines, which are ordinarily two, mm-hmm. Pfizer's and two, two Modernas, yeah. provide for the for the Omicron variant. Those vaccines only provide about forty percent protection, not very good. But with boost with a booster, uh, which is uh, given uh, six months later, mm-hmm. your protection increases to about eighty percent mm-hmm. with the Omicron variant but so still not perfect not perfect the the booster though is hugely important uh, particularly for the Omicron variant. Now,
4: now do we are we hearing about another booster
5: coming along? Well, you know, there's talk about that. Uh, I think we have to wait for the science. We have to wait and see how long this booster will be effective in order to know when we'll need another one. I have my own suspicions that those boosters will occur certainly annually in the fall. The summer months, uh, we're all outdoors. I don't think there's as much spread in the summer months. Um, And I have the feeling we'll get a booster So just like we get um, our fall shots, Mm, you know. Exactly. Shingles and whatever. The the winter season is a time that respiratory illness is spread, and we'll get our flu shot and we'll get our COVID vaccine around the same time maybe together. And maybe they'll be able to combine them. There has been uh, investigations regarding uh, providing messenger RNA uh, vaccines for influenza. So if you could produce a messenger RNA vaccine uh, for influenza and combine it with your COVID vaccine, then you just get one shot and you'd be immunized against both in the fall. Mm. The science hasn't caught up with that yet, but I think it's a true, a real possibility.
4: But really, if you think about it, it seems to me I get three three shots every fall, and some are multiple thingies. But um, it's just a, you just do it. Sure. And um, whether it's at uh, Kroger or CVS or my doc, um, then this might just add a fourth component to it,
5: right? Indeed. I mean, I think that... Uh COVID or coronavirus disease isn't going to just disappear. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be what we call endemic. I think we'll have it. But we have to get it down to a manageable level so that we don't have hospitalizations and we don't have sick people and we don't have to mask up and so that it doesn't interfere with our life Uh, so that people can go about their activities without huge concern uh, like we do today, uh, these are really difficult times, but i don 't think it'll ever disappear but uh eventually, we would all hope that <laughs> the the incidence of disease would decrease significantly
4: so I that remember we on with um, our
5: lives i 've told this story before on the air, but
4: forgive my repetition. I remember as a child um, And back then, I attended church far more regularly with my family. And, of course, you dressed up to go to church. So I was wearing my little suit. And we went to church. And then immediately afterwards, in Worthington, all the different congregations, at the same time, showed up at the gymnasium at the high school. And... We received shots, polio, Mm -hmm. and, I mean, it was a mob scene, well-organized. I don't mean a mob, but I mean tons of people, and you you knew many of them, and you'd wave or chat and that sort of thing, but you were all in lines to
5: get these vaccines. And was, that was polio, right? Salk? That, that was the Salk vaccine. Yeah. The Salk vaccine was an injectable vaccine. Uh, the first one produced, the March of Dimes had a lot to do with financing that. FDR uh, developed the March of Dimes in order to try to fund research for polio. Mm. It was a summertime huge concern for parents. Uh, the Dog days of summer were talked about. You weren't supposed to go to the swaying pole because you might acquire polio there. Mothers and fathers were usually concerned about polio. Children died from polio. They got bulbar polio, which affected their brain. Uh, if they didn't have that, they had often uh, paralysis of one extremity. That was the most common form of polio. But it was a dreadful disease. And uh, Jonas Salk actually was a professor at University of Pittsburgh, uh, when I attended University of Pittsburgh, I graduated from medical school in 1964, and Salk would uh, provide a lecture to us. He was in the public health department. He would provide a lecture to the students uh, once a year. He would appear and talk about not just polio, but he did research on other viruses. 64.
4: You know. I got stuck on that. That is, You're m- much older than I am. No. that's kind of cool I had you look much younger than your age
5: Well thank you I appreciate that
4: well okay so medical school
5: what did you want to be well you know I was gonna be an internist Uh, we had a and what is an internist an internist takes care of adult general diseases okay Internal medicine was fascinating because of the diseases that people had. And uh, I wanted to be an internist, and primarily I wanted to be an internist because the very smartest physician at the University of Pittsburgh Medical School uh, was an internist. He he was brilliant. Black Jack Myers, we called him. Actually, his name was Jack Myers. We called him Black Jack because we were so afraid of him. He was so brilliant. And when we worked up a patient uh, uh, and presented to him the next day on rounds, we would spend maybe four or five hours working up this patient. We had all the data. We had studied the disease entity. We were prepared as medical students to prevent Dr. Jack Myers. Invariably, he knew something that we didn't know. He always knew something. And he could, quote, The uh, textbook or the journal, he would say, now look in the New England Journal of Medicine, uh, 1960. uh, There's an article on this.
4: Besides being an academic, was he a performing doctor?
5: Yeah, he had a clinic uh, once a week where he saw patients. Uh, But he was just remarkably capable. And, And he was interested in computers before... Anybody else was interested in computers and was able to apply computers to medicine, uh, but I, I I admired him, and so I was going to be an internist. But I got into my rotations as a as an uh, intern at mm-hmm. University of West Virginia, and uh, discovered that I really liked pediatrics, because of the for some reason I was attracted to. First, I liked children, sure. and they were amusing and fun, uh, but but they got sick quickly. And if you did the right things, they got better almost as quickly. Uh, the, the response to various medications and response to um, strategies to improve their health were rapid. And for some reason that appealed to me. I liked emergency medicine and, and I liked working in the emergency room and, and all that appealed to me. And so I moved from internal medicine into pediatrics
4: and the actual years in which you practiced as a pediatrician were yeah. they um, the, the, were they the most of your career
5: yes uh, I uh, graduated from medical school in 64 and I had a year of internship at University of West Virginia Then I was in the military for a couple of years and I was a flight surgeon there and then I did my pediatric training at WVU uh, for a three year period in Uh, finished in 70 and came here in 70, and then I practiced till 2005. I practiced here for 35 years. And I I really loved practicing pediatrics. Uh, My days were filled with um, amusing kids and kids that were sometimes really sick and sometimes not so sick, but uh, they, they often got better very quickly.
4: But to be the medical advisor for a health department, a county health department, were there some things that uh, pediatrics um, hadn't um, informed you about and, and you had to pick up on to do the job right? or?
5: Well, well you know, uh, one of the things that health departments do is they give a lot of vaccines of to children and everybody else. And so that was easy for me because that's what I did as a pediatrician. Also, uh, they uh, deal with uh, a lot of uh, acute illnesses that children have. Some of the illnesses are reportable and they're infectious diseases. Uh, and so I was very familiar with those, so, the, so that helped. But there were lots of things about public health that I wasn't very well informed about. I did not have a public health training, and I had to, if you will, learn on the job. Uh, I, and I started out uh, as a part-time um, public health uh, uh, administrator or public health uh, health director uh, and I, I still was a pediatrician for about five years, mm. and I would stop at the health department maybe three times a week, and uh, that was enough. Uh, I would consult with the public health nurses there, and um, that worked out pretty well. And then I retired, and I started to show up a little more frequently and somehow they found more work for me to do if I showed up <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. like people do. If you Funny show how up, they find happens. work for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and then who would have uh, believed that at some point in time it would become more than a 40-hour-a-week job as the pandemic uh, rolled out? And so now it's a uh, uh, much, uh, much bigger job than anybody anticipated. Uh, and uh, it, but it's very interesting we're
4: jumping around topically of course uh, our nation 74% vaccinated I'm rounding it off yet Athens County 52 state of Ohio 60 but the nation as a whole vaccinated.
5: That looks like a pretty high vaccination rate, but we have millions of people that are unvaccinated. And as a matter of fact, those individuals are the persons who are dying from COVID and being hospitalized. And we have a meeting once a week with the hospital health mm-hmm. department does mm-hmm. and we ask them how many patients they have in the hospital and how many in the ICU and whether they're full and uh, whether they have capacity f- to admit more patients and i must say they're pretty busy right now they're about as busy as they have been we had 17 admissions in the last week and uh, but they still have some capacity i mean they're they're not uh, they they they're not in a, uh, in a, a status where they are are uh, extremely concerned uh it's challenging right now, but uh, they still have capacity um, but we we meet with them uh every week and and uh, talk about the hospital capacity you know, but invariably if I ask the question are your are all the patients in the hospital uh vaccinated or or not and they say none of our hospitalizations are vaccinated
4: really so so like uh, for the last three days uh, it may not be the same 320 but i've had 320 hospitalized in athens county um for the last three days now you're saying none of them were vaccinated
5: well it's possible that there are a few that were breakthrough infections, okay. older people with underlying conditions who got severe illness, but not very many, yeah. very few. So I've, I've gotten so uh, the last couple of weeks. I don't ask if their uh, patients are all unvaccinated. I say, do you have any vaccinated people in the hospital? Because if we start to have vaccinated people in the hospital, then I'll really get worried because that means the vaccines are failing. So long as there are uh, only unvaccinated people, that means the vaccines are holding up and still working. So now I ask a different question. Uh, how many are vaccinated? And they say, well, none of them are vaccinated. But, now, in, but indeed, there are some people who die who have been vaccinated, mm-hmm. and there are some people who are hospitalized who have been vaccinated. But it's a very low percentage.
4: Okay, so um, when I think of hospitals in Athens County. Of course, the first one that comes to mind is that of Oblentis. Now we have some health care centers such as Holzer out on East State and shucks, they're building a new Holzer right down the street from us here just breaking ground um, which is going to be, I guess, an urgent care center. Um, but there are other things too. Now, this... Um, it's possible someone from Athens could be in the Holzer, clin- Holzer Hospital down in Gallipolis, right? Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Do they shuttle people around according to how many beds they have and stuff?
5: Well, you know, O'Blenus is a part of uh, the Ohio Health System. Um, they are uh, part of uh, a very large Corporation which includes Riverside, Grant, Doctor's mm. Hospital, sure. and a number of other small hospitals. And so Ohio Health uh, can transport the patients uh, between their hospitals. So if Oblentus should happen to be full because we're a part of Ohio Health, we could send our patients to Riverside if they had beds, or mm-hmm. perhaps to Grant if they have open beds. Right. So we're a part of a very large system which gives us some comfort. Uh, because usually there are some beds open across the system somewhere. Um, My daughter works for Ohio Health. She's uh, a vice president for communications, and uh, I can call her and find out how full they are across the system, whether they have capacity, because uh, Susan uh, checks on that every day um, because she's involved in that. And uh, invariably, there is capacity around the system. Ohio Health... Usually, well, I don't know of any times that they've been completely full. Now, I will say for our local hospitals, uh, just recently, they've discontinued elective surgeries in order to be able to provide capacity Mm. for COVID patients. No more elective surgeries for a while. And I think that's true across the whole system now at Ohio Health. They're not doing elective surgeries.
4: Unless there's a life-threatening situation. Well, yes,
5: if you have, uh, you know, uh, an injury where you might have loss of limb, of course they're going to operate on you. If you have a life-threatening, if you have appendicitis, you know, which can be life-threatening, they'll operate on you. But they're not going to do elective things like hernias Mm -hmm. that are not incarcerated or, you know, elective kinds of things. They're not going to do those right now.
4: Well, give us your... Advice as you've done so many times. Um, first of all, y- you highly recommend everyone
5: be a- vaccinated, right? Yes, that's the most, um, really the most important thing you can do.
4: Now, to someone who says, I have my rights, I don't believe in it, uh, for whatever reason, it seems to be a very emotional thing.
5: Um, what do you think? You know what I would say to them? I'd ask them if they've ever had measles or mumps or chicken pox or polio or meningitis and I would suspect that they would say, no, I've never had any of those diseases. And then I would say to them, you need to think about why you haven't had those diseases. You, had those, you haven't had those diseases because your parents got you vaccinated because you had to be vaccinated in order to go to school. It was mandatory. So you received vaccines against polio, measles, mumps, chickenpox, German measles, meningitis, uh, pneumococcal infections, which is a bacterial infection that causes ear infections, and pneumonia. And you've been vaccinated against all those diseases, and that's the reason you've never had those diseases. So you should reflect on that. Because if you get this disease, coronavirus, you may die. And you, this disease can be prevented. If you're vaccinated, highly unlikely you will be hospitalized and highly unlikely you will die. Now, you might get breakthrough infection and you might have all uh, oh, influenza-like symptoms for a week or so, but you will not die. Highly unlikely. So you need to think about that. When I was now, nobody in Nobody could service. make you get vaccinated. You have a right to refuse it. But maybe it's not very wise to refuse this vaccine during this pandemic.
4: When I was in the service, uh, there are times you go through a line and they have, I call them air guns, but they injected instead of with the needle... It was a high-pressure squirt that broke the skin. Yes. Um, I
5: had those, too. I remember that. And
4: they do both arms at the same time as you're walking through. And it was, you know, you. it's like you never really stopped. They just were doing it one right after the other. I don't remember anyone ever saying, I don't want
5: in the military, you didn't even sign a permit. They just did it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nowadays, you have to get permission to give somebody a vaccine. Yeah. But in those days, in the military, yeah, they just gave you your vaccines. You didn't get right of refusal. Well, I, we
4: didn't intend to do the whole show today. We, we just were trying to do an update, but it's it, we may take the whole show. Tell me if the, if you're if there's someone out there,
5: tell them what you believe in. This pandemic is a once in a lifetime event, and it's a it's an event of an infectious disease that causes a high mortality rate and a pretty high hospitalization rate. The vaccines that we have available to prevent disease are highly effective and very safe. We have given millions of doses of Pfizer, Moderna, and J&J vaccine with very little in the way of side effects. There have been a couple mild kerfluckles, but the incidence is very low. J&J vaccine had some problems. The incidence is 1 in 900,000 doses. Uh, With the messenger RNA vaccines, Moderna and Pfizer, there's been some myocarditis in children, primarily older adolescents, uh, easily treatable with steroids. Uh, There's only one mortality that I'm aware of, and that occurred in New Zealand, and the incidence is uh, about 1 in 100,000 doses for that. So very, very safe vaccines, uh, very effective at preventing... um, Hospitalization and death. Not as good at preventing disease. People who get vaccines can get breakthrough infections, but usually they're very mild. So the best way to prevent infection is vaccination. Masking is effective also, and the school systems that have their children mask up have a very low incidence of infection and. Fortunately, in Athens County, our school systems uh, require masking in uh, all their students, and so we have a very low incidence of coronavirus infection in the school children. So masking, vaccination, uh, particularly masking if you're indoors for private citizens, if you're at Kroger's, Walmart, mask up. You don't know the vaccination status of those people. If you were around everybody who's been vaccinated and boosted, you're not likely to get infected, but you don't know the status of those people. So mask up when you're in those circumstances and mask up when you're uh, at the OU basketball game with uh, lots of people that you don't know their vaccination status.
4: 630 this evening.
5: Yes. Everybody should be masked up in in the uh, yeah. convo. So now, masking, vaccination, distancing when you're... Uh, in uh, situations where you don't know the status of the vaccinated person. If everybody's vaccinated with boosters, they are really pretty safe. Highly unlikely you're going to get infected.
4: We had a caller a few minutes ago. I latched onto the call and then would have brought them on board when Dick um, finished his sentence. And uh, folks, um, again, uh, feel free to do that at any time with any guest are seven four zero five nine two sixty six forty six. But if you, if you hear it, um, I guess our signal coming back down the line at you when you get connected. Hang around. Anyway, the person I grabbed uh, finally gave up. All right. Um, other things the health department does, just in a, a short list. Since we're going to fill the show up with this topic. Um, You're responsible for septic tanks, right? You're responsible for all sorts of things that people wouldn't think of. Restaurant inspections. Yeah.
5: Very important.
4: Uh, How often are restaurants inspected? Mm, Once a year. Once a year, and that's Mm -hmm. uh, they have to pass
5: or Mm. fix what is found wrong. Yeah, they get signage on the door okay. if they don't pass of course we give them an opportunity uh, and actually uh, uh, on very rare occasions uh, whenever they've had let's say multiple incidences we have uh, asked them to close their doors for a while mm-hmm. in order to uh, improve their uh, systems
4: I remember during my 17 years with the Comperheads, you would come over and inspect us uh, our concession stand. And uh, make sure we were doing everything uh, properly there, and it's for-
5: fortunately we were. It's it's really important because, uh, you know, there can be outbreaks of disease uh, if the food isn't handled handled safely and properly.
4: Other things the health department does. Well,
5: of course, we give lots of uh, vaccines. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a health education department with Ruth Dudding uh, heading that department.
4: Ruth Dudding. Ruth Dudding. We don't know her. <laughs> no, sh- folks. We're talking about someone who does the um, what is it? M- make it happen. Make it happen on Wednesday. Show uh, following this, uh, along with Kim Valentor. Okay, w- w- enough on that. Another topic. Um, other things you do.
5: Uh, well, we have health education. We have uh, a nursing department with. Uh, um, we give lots of vaccinations. We give birth certificates and death mm-hmm. certificates. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a very uh, vital statistics uh, part of the health department. Um, we have all kinds of inspections. School inspections. Uh, we do. Uh, uh, we inspect the pools, uh, swimming pools. Uh, we have swimming pool inspections. Mm-hmm. The Environmental Health Department is uh, really busy with inspections. Now, some of those have been somewhat curtailed because of the pandemic, because we can't go to some of the places that we would like to go to. So, Personnel
4: are refocused to yeah. different areas sometimes. Well, listen, um, it's always a pleasure to have you on. If anything comes along you feel is important that you should add to uh, this kind of regular
6: Deal? What are you waving at? Well, I, I just wanted to ask a question that huh. I, I get a question every now and then. And since Dr. Gaskell has been on with us pre- previously, uh, I've had people say, okay, what shot should I get? Because recently I'm hearing from infectious disease specialists that the J&J vaccine may not be as effective as, for instance, the Moderna and or the Pfizer vaccine so uh, my question is when people would ask that question which one should i go toward as far as getting a vaccination and a booster the
5: j and j vaccine uh originally with the alpha variant with the alpha variant provided about 75 or 80 percent protection whereas the messenger rna vaccines moderna and pfizer provided 95% protection. Now, with the new variants the protection, is not as clean and not as good. But indeed, the other two messenger RNA vaccines provided more complete protection. So far as boosters are concerned, uh, we've discovered with boosting, and there are some studies that you can mix and match. In other words, if you got originally J&J vaccine, you could get a Pfizer or Moderna booster. Or you could get a J&J booster, and they measured antibody levels. If you got a J&J vaccine and got a J&J booster, your antibody levels were not nearly as high as if you got a Moderna or Pfizer booster if you had originally gotten a J&J vaccine. So we have begun to uh, advise people who come in who got a J&J vaccine to go ahead and get a Pfizer or Moderna booster. It's safe. The government has data that it's safe, and they will get a better antibody response. So in general, I think the messenger RNA vaccines provide uh, more secure protection than the J&J. The nice thing about the J&J that was appealing to people early on was that it was a single dose Mm -hmm. that provided protection. And so if you had needle phobia and you didn't like shots and you were fearful of shots, getting a J&J vaccine would be the easiest route for you to take. But as it turns out, perhaps your protection is not as good with the J&J, certainly not initially, although you get protection as, you, uh, as with a, a messenger RNA vaccines, Pfizer and Moderna. And certainly for the boosters, we are now recommending Pfizer and Moderna boosters for people who have gotten an initial J&J vaccine. But the J&J vaccine was nice because you get one shot and done. The other two required uh, two shots in order to complete your primary vaccine.
4: Well, I've had my three, and uh, meaning the uh, first and second plus the booster.
5: Well, you're, and, you're considered completely vaccinated.
4: Um, we should um, probably have some um, announcement at some point. that There's another
5: one, right? Well, indeed, uh, I wouldn't be surprised to have that happen uh, sometime. Probably, you know, maybe a few months from now. Okay. Dick
4: Gasco, once again, uh, we didn't intend to do the whole show, but it did, and it was good. And um, stay safe yourself. Thanks, Dave. It's always a pleasure. Oh, uh, wait to talk a minute, to. I see a caller calling in. That's has got to hurry. Got to hurry. Ooh. Okay. They they gave up because they thought we were winding down. Well, let's see here. We didn't do the Art Turf Show. We didn't do the Fred Palmer Commentary, and there's not time to do either. So we'll put these off and and, um, hear them next week. In the meantime, Scott, anything uh, you've got for our audience?
6: Well, I just want to add my thanks to Dr. Gaskell for being generous with his time and coming in to help educate us on what we need to do as a population to try to prevent the spread of this, too. And, you know, it's it's not an exact science like all inoculations are, but we do our best. So thank you, Dr. Gaskell. The
4: thank other thing said. we would remind you is that uh, Ohio men's basketball team will take the floor again tonight. Uh, Kent State, how about that? Welcoming them in. That's a 6-30 game beginning, a little earlier than normal. Doors will open at 5. And by the way, the first 200 fans to arrive will get a, some sort of a championship ring t shirt. So that sounds like
5: fun. And I'll add my input. Masks are required in the convo. That's right.
4: Have a great weekend, folks. We'll see Young you on w- Monday. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio,
3: AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH!
0: is cbs news on the hour presented by indeed.com i'm deborah rodriguez
1: critics say president biden is overstepping his bounds with covid vaccine and testing requirements this morning the supreme court begins hearing arguments Correspondent Steve Dorsey is in Washington.
0: The rules require workers at large companies be vaccinated or submit to regular testing and masking. They also apply to many health care workers. Labor Secretary Marty Walsh told CBS News Radio in November the rules will help with workplace transparency.
3: You won't have names of people who are vaccinated or not vaccinated, but what you'll
0: have is numbers. You'll be able to see it. Corporate, religious, and Republican opponents of the rules, however, describe them as a government overreach and a matter for Congress not the White House.
1: COVID cases are still surging in the U.S., but CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky tells CBS Mornings vaccinations are mitigating the severity. We believe 95% of them now are Omicron. We know that our hospitals are filling up and they're filling up with people who are unvaccinated. 17 times more likely to be in the hospital if you're unvaccinated compared to if you're boosted. The FDA has just shortened the interval between Moderna vaccines and boosters from six months to five. It had already cut the time for Pfizer's series. A winter snowstorm left parts of the South with more than a foot of snow before moving up the East Coast. Hebron, Connecticut's gotten a foot; Burlville, Rhode Island, 10 inches. CBS meteorologist David Parkinson.
2: New England really deals with this storm until as late as 3 or 4 p.m. this afternoon. But really, by the time the sun goes down, every last place
1: is done with snow. The weather triggered hundreds of accidents in the South. A lot of schools are closed and more than 2,300 flights in the U.S are canceled today. Businesses were still struggling to fill jobs as more Americans chose to stay home last month. Employers added a modest 199,000 positions. Bank
3: rates, Mark Hamrick. On the face of it, private employers are not adding as many jobs as seen earlier in 2021. Even so, the unemployment rate at 3.9% is edging ever closer to the low of 3.5% notched before the pandemic.
1: A sentencing hearing is getting underway in Brunswick, Georgia, for three white men who shot and killed a black jogger, Ahmaud Arbery, as he ran through their neighborhood. They face a maximum of life without the possibility of parole. Researchers predicting an Explosion of dementia cases in the years to come. CBS CBS's Jim Crisula. They estimate 153 million people globally will have dementia in 2050, three times more than now. Obesity and diabetes will help fuel the dementia surge. The Dow is up 11 points, S&P ahead 8. This is CBS News.
0: Looking for quality candidates this new year? Look no further than Indeed. Our new video interview tool takes the hassle out of virtual hiring. Visit indeed.com credit.
3: This whole wall needs to be shelving too. This is a focal point in our restaurant.
2: Leilani's new restaurant will have the largest wine cellar in the city. She needs a robust sommelier with notes of or procurement manager.
3: Three sections for France. I mean, this is the biggest.
2: Indeed can help in her hire restaurant. great people fast. Ah, uh, I need Indeed. Indeed, you do. Instant match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com/credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply.
0: With just one spray of MicroBand
2: 24, your hard surfaces are sanitized for up to 24 hours. Touch after touch after touch. So six hours from now? Still sanitized. 12 hours? Yep. 18 hours. We're really doing this. 24 hours. When used as directed, one spray of MicroBand keeps killing 99.9% of bacteria touch after touch for, yeah, up to 24 hours. Wow. MicroBand 24, the sanitizer four out of five doctors would use in their own homes.
0: So why aren't you?
1: A letter written long ago has just been delivered in Massachusetts. The letter was sent from a U.S. soldier stationed in Germany to his
2: mother in Massachusetts after World War II officially ended. This was written December 6, 1945. Army Sergeant John Golsalvis' widow, Angelina, opened it up. The 76-year-old letter had been sitting at a post office in Pittsburgh.
1: When I think that it's all his words, I can't believe it. It's wonderful, and I feel like... I have him here with me. Postal workers
2: tracked Angelina down after Christmas and apologized for the late delivery. Monica
1: Ricks, CBS News. The show goes on for a pop opera group. the 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 three remaining members of Il Divo will continue their tour a month after baritone Carlos Marine died of COVID at the age of 53. An Instagram announcement says it will now be a greatest hits tribute to Marine. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News.
0: What's all the buzz about nasal irrigation and navage, navage, nevage? And should I try it? Here's the science. Airborne germs invade through your nose. It's the body's air filter for trapping allergens and viruses. When your nose gets clogged, it's less effective and germs multiply. Eventually, your immune system can get overwhelmed and you get sick. Nasal irrigation is an effective, all-natural way to clean your nose. It's not a drug. It's more like plumbing. Saline goes in one nostril around the back of the nose and out the other nostril flushing out mucus and germs. I'm Martin Hoke and I invented Navage to make cleaning your nose easy. It's the world's only nose cleaner with powered suction. Navage pulls out the bad stuff so you can breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less and feel healthier. At Walgreens CVS Rite Aid Target Bed Bath and Walmart or go to navage.com for a free gift with purchase. Over 2 million sold. Navaj, N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life.
3: And now, Scott Daly joins you on a musical sentimental journey with the best golden sentimental songs of the good old days chugging along the musical railways in the musical history on Old Number 97, on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM.
2: You're always up for some fun with the family. So you order the essentials, a new board game, some baking supplies, and even a new projector for outdoor movie night. And with the Bank of America Customized Cash Rewards Credit Card, you can choose to earn 3% cash back on online shopping, which could increase to up to 5.25% as a preferred rewards member. Rewards which you can put toward an extra treat that everyone will enjoy, like an old-fashioned popcorn machine. Visit bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding and apply now copyright 2021 bank of america corporation the holidays are a perfect time for reaching out to the ones you love and with a hallmark holiday card you can add a little extra warmth and wonder to their lives no matter where they are whether you're connecting with family across the miles making a neighbor smile or letting a friend know they're loved there's a hallmark holiday card that's just right for everyone on your list So let them know they're loved all year long with a Hallmark card. Find cards for the ones you care about wherever Hallmark cards are sold, or at Hallmark.com, and share more merry.
6: Hey, it's Boots.
3: We remember the past and check.